Welcome to Nourish, Flourish, and Grind. I'm your host, Jeff Winkers, professional personal trainer with a passion for nutrition, psychology and mindset, and fitness. Wow, obesity and diabetes rates have increased 10%. To solve this, we need to nourish our bodies, flourish our mindset, and grind through hard work. Are you ready to nourish, flourish, and grind to better health and happiness? Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Nourish, Flourish, and Grind, uh, and I hope everybody's having a great week so far, and we're excited to come back on for another uh, edition of, of Nourish, Flourish, and Grind. And so this week, guys, we want to get into a little bit of like cross-training. We've talked a little bit about it in the past, um, but more specifically, it's it's the summer months, it's getting warm, it's, it's nice running weather, and there's a lot of things going on from Tough Mudders to Ragnars to uh, marathons and triathlons and all those uh, awesome events that are going on right now, 5Ks, etc., and it gets into that position where maybe you're doing a, a gym routine uh, or you're part of something like Burn Boot Camp, and you're trying to figure out how do you manage going between running and, and your cross-training schedule, and really, really, what should you be doing? Should you be doing both? How often should you be doing both? And so um, I have a lot of experience with obviously training uh, marathoners and, and runners and, and just athletes in general, but uh, I'm going to turn to somebody who has a lot more expertise in this and who is a runner himself and uh, one of my very good friends, one of, the, uh, one of my favorite people to send people to uh, when it comes to physical therapy, and that is uh, Dr. Jake Heggie from Dynamic Physiotherapy. Uh, and so I welcome in, Jake. Thanks for coming in today. Thanks for having me. Over, always a good time here at Burn Boot Camp. Yeah. So uh, Jake and I have been working together since, I mean, I think it was like year two of Burn Boot Camp. So probably yeah, the last two years. Yeah. Yeah. So we've been working together for the last two years, gotten to know him a lot. Um, it, and really learning on, we work together on these things, especially when it comes to our clients at Burn Boot Camp. really working on how do we um, how do we tailor the workouts to people who, who have injuries? Um, and so we've really built that relationship to being able to really talk about other things, including uh, running. And so, you know, with that, Jake, you know, it's the time of the year, you know, we're getting out, we're running. And, and a lot of people are, are asking me, um, and I do some programming for it, but how do you manage, I guess, how do you view cross-training with running and, and the importance? I mean, is there value in doing that? Oh, definitely. Biggest thing is the, the collaboration between you and I um, and making sure that the, the person isn't overdoing it with the running and the, the burn boot camp. It's a, it's a fine line of you know, how much your body can handle. Um, but one of the biggest things that I see mainly just runners doing is they don't do any sort of strength training and strength training is one of the biggest things you can do to prevent injuries from happening and obviously you guys are getting plenty of strength training at burn boot camp but we need to make sure that we're modifying that training load so you're not doing you know a, a heavy leg day and then trying to go and do a long run after that that's just too much stress to your body and that's where um, training error happens and one of the biggest reasons for running injuries is training error meaning you're doing too much too soon your body just can't handle the load and, and things start to break down now your body has you know a kind of a fine line of what it can handle you can get away with doing you know so many miles or you know so many squats or some sort of exercise but 
eventually it gets to a point where form starts to break down and that's where injuries happen because very few running injuries or injuries in general are actually acute meaning like a one one hit fix or one hit problem usually it accumulates over time due to you know mobility deficits strength deficits poor form and over time as you do more and more your body just compensates and that's where things break down right and and i think that's a good point of you know the importance of cross training with it it's one of those things i've noticed i've had a couple uh one of my, one of the first people I ever uh, had at Burn Boot Camp, uh, Kara Benson. She and I I shouted her out a while ago, but and I've used this example multiple times. But it shows that there's value in that cross training. Um, she improved her. I, I think it was her half marathon time by about nine minutes, um, just because she added in this cross training element. So um, I guess like with that, like what are the mechanisms? You know, and this might be getting a little deep, but the mechanisms that kind of help. You, you mentioned over, you know, over time, these injuries can, they can accumulate or they can build to the point where it becomes more of a, uh, a long-term injury or something that's going to take some time. What is the, the main component of what causes that when it comes to that cross-training running balance? Like, what is the mechanisms in there that yeah. are causing that? So if you look at running specifically, it's basically just jumping from one leg to the other thousands of times. It's the same repetitive movement, and a lot of you're using the same muscles over and over again. Um, but once you truly break it down to some um, some different exercises, your hips, your ankle stability, um, quad strength, hamstring strength, all of that, you'll find that these people are actually fairly weak because they're just used to running. They haven't isolated um, that muscle strength or that muscle function. And that's where the strength training, the cross training side of things comes in because you are gonna isolate those. You're working on your hip strength with your squats. You're working on your balance with, the, um, with all the plyometric exercises. So you're really strengthening those isolated movements or those isolated muscles that is gonna help carry over to the, the running side of things to prevent the, the injury from happening. Um, and it just creates more resiliency within your, within your muscles um, so you can prevent that injury from happening. Yeah, and, and I think you know, that's one of the biggest things I've learned, uh, the key things I've learned through just years of you know, being in this field and working with people with that is you know, the accumulation after a while, if you're not doing the proper recovery, if you're not working the, you know, if you're not changing things up, you're gonna, you know, a lot of stress on the same joint yep. over and over yep. again uh, is just gonna add up. For sure. And I'll see it all, like you said, with uh, some of the bird boot camp ladies, I'll see people that drop down their running volume significantly and then add in strength training and their performance improves significantly. Like it is such a crucial part that most people are missing out on because. Like I said, most runners, all they like to do is run. But if you really want to see performance gains and prevent injury, the cross training, the strength training is a definite must. Yeah. And I guess like when it comes to, you know, there is a, a there's two sides of this because obviously you've got to be able to balance out that, that, you know, the, how much you're doing a running versus how much you're doing a cross training. And I guess what is like your biggest you know, concern or advice when it comes to balancing that out? Like, how would you balance out that running versus cross training, maybe over time as you get closer? Yeah, yeah. It really depends on what the person's training for. If they're training for their first 5K versus, you know, an experienced marathoner um, and what their running history is, you know, are they a first time runner? Um, 
but typically with with you ladies at burn boot camp it would really making be making sure that you're not doing any super heavy leg days and doing a running day the same because that's just overload that kind of overuse injury that I was talking about if you can split it up and do you know your your run on an arm day or um, more of a core day you're not going to be stressing those t those same tissues as much um, that would be one of the biggest things but also making sure that you're really taking the the recovery component hard um, doing some stretching yes it's great to do all of the cardio and all of the strength training but there's a huge component most of us are sitting at our desks all day we're driving kids around so really making sure that you're working on the stretching side of things to actually open those muscles up you can't just continue to strength train and strength train and do the cardio you have to do the mobility stuff as well yeah and you so you mentioned um like watching the heavy leg day obviously um now is there a difference do you feel in like a leg day where you're doing low volume maybe heavier weight versus uh higher volume in in middle of the pack maybe lower weight um do you notice i guess a difference there yeah yeah good question um if you really think about running it's low weight high reps you're basically just going through little mini squats or lunges thousands of times so you're already getting that kind of slow twitch muscle activation if you really want to see the changes um, changing doing that variety that we were talking about you want to actually do more weight less reps that's where you're going to see your true strength changes um, doing the high volume stuff is fine but that's exactly what running is mm -hmm. the, the whole component of it is to challenge those muscles and strengthen them up yeah and that's something that you know i focus on you know as i periodize somebody's training schedule for this uh, um you know let's say we're like four or five months out three months out you know and you're on a 12-week running or training program yeah um just for example uh, a lot of what I do is I typically will start it out with the first like two to four weeks, depending on how much time we have, uh, more hypertrophy training, building up some muscle size, because obviously during that time, your runs are probably shorter. Yep. Um, but also, you know, your timing of that heavy leg day should work around your run. Correct. Would you agree? Oh, okay. Um, so it doesn't mean like you shouldn't do, you know, like a three miler and then you do a bunch of hypertrophy the same day or whatnot. You know, you really want to balance that out and maybe you might have to move around obviously at burn we have our own protocol yeah um so you might have to move around your running a little bit so that way you can but still get it in yep you know so from a planning standpoint i'll see a lot of people that use um these training plans that say you know you have to do three miles monday wednesday thursday saturday or something you know that's four runs a week you can always move that around you know based off of what the burn schedule is don't go you know by the it's not set in stone with that training plan go off of what burn says let's say it's you know leg day on monday like well you know or a higher intensity plyo day you can always move that run around to tuesday and then do you know thursday friday sunday um, something along those lines and another big thing i should bring up too with uh, the beginner runners is you don't have to go out there and run you know two miles or a 5k out of the gates it is totally okay to do run walk intervals and i'm talking simple stuff like run one minute walk one minute and do that 10 times or even five times mm -hmm. for a total of 10 20 minutes that's still running you're still going to be challenging those muscles but like i said before most running injuries are due to overuse or uh, training air too much too soon so take it easy 
one minute on, one minute off, five times, and then you can always increase it from there. And then you can start doing more of your continuous running. But what I see a lot of people do is they go out there two miles out of the gates and they're like, oh, my knees hurt, my ankles hurt, my hips hurt. It's like, well, you've never ran before. Yeah. Or you haven't ran you know, consistently that, like that for a long time. You've got to break it down and start with the simple stuff. Yeah. And you kind of you know, mentioned a lot of these training schedules – out there have like an, a day of running off day of running off um how is how important is it to i guess for one not run on those days when it says not to run when it or should they run um and then you know what about if they did a back-to-back like let's say you know because of a training you know whether they're at burn boot camp or you know somewhere else um how important is it to is there to make sure that you have that day in there or is it okay to run like a two mile one day then a three the next um or do they need to have that break in there yeah it depends on your your running experience if you can if your body um has been through the training cycle before um if you're feeling okay go for it but really kind of using um soreness and pain as a guide so this is another big thing i see in the pt clinic is soreness versus pain pain is something that you feel every single time you move it's kind of either sharp or dull um, and it just doesn't really go away once you get moving it lingers on soreness is is different that's more of like your muscle being used and you know you wake up in the morning like oh things you know might be a little achy you move around it it starts to loosen up Um, you know you might start your run walk intervals and as you get going your your quads loosen up same thing with burn boot camp you might start the workout really sore and then you know over time like oh you're getting into a good groove that is that is soreness Um, and muscle soreness is a good thing it means you've been challenging those muscles but Pain is obviously different. If you are starting a run with pain, do not push through it. Um, my biggest rule in the clinic is don't run through pain and don't limp. Your body is going to find really weird ways to start uh, start compensating. Yeah. You might not even know that you're um, limping, but someone might point out like, oh, you're dragging your leg. It's because your body has found a way to compensate for the, the pain to prevent that um, um, from happening yeah and I guess you know and that's a I like that analogy a lot or just that way of you know referring to pain versus you know soreness because there is a big you know some people that have never been really really sore before think they're injured Um, and knowing the difference because you know and some of the times the best thing to do is just move uh, because you'll find out you know especially here a lot of times we hear uh, somebody started you know they came in really really sore they started getting even through the warm-up all of a sudden they're like oh I feel a lot better and yeah. it just goes to show you a lot of that with soreness is just getting that blood flowing um but pain obviously is going to just keep it's not exactly. going away just because you start moving exactly um, i really like that that's something you know it's hard to always be able to tell people because you don't know how it feels yeah uh, i can't feel it for you so you know being able to be honest with you with me um as people that are trying to help you is is going to be huge so being in tune with your body yeah. and i think that goes you know a big part into the running aspect is you need to listen to yourself. Exactly. If you don't, and you're just trying to force these things because you think it's going to give you the edge, it's going to give you the performance that you want. Yeah. Well, and I and I liked what you said that you know people that actually lower their volume sometimes of running and maybe increase a little bit of the cross training side of things actually see an improvement in their running, even though they might not have done as much as they have in the past. Yeah. But and obviously both they they're both necessary. Yeah. Um. So yeah. While we're on it, if we brought up pain. 
obviously this is what I see people for is because they're in pain. Um, one of the biggest things that Jeff and I really try to collaborate on is how to keep you guys moving through an injury or through some aches and pains um, at the gym. So a lot of people they'll you know might see um, a doctor or someone else and they say my shoulder hurts when I lift and that person might say well don't lift. You know, that's one of the worst things that, that I hear coming into the clinic. Like, you can still do things. We just have to obviously make those modifications. And that's where, you know, Jeff and the other trainers come in to help with those mods. But a big thing, too, is you can always modify that specific movement. Let's say you're doing, uh, let's break it down to a squat, for example. So a person has pain with weighted squats um, in full depth. Well, we, there's a couple ways we can change that. We can either drop the weight and try full depth, modify, see how that affects things. If they're not having pain with the full depth unweighted squat, let's keep doing that because you still want to be using those same muscle groups um, versus just avoiding it. Now let's say that you do a full depth non-weighted and it's still painful. You can then break it down to three quarters depth. So not going all the way down. You're still using that same muscle, but you're just not going through the full range of motion versus completely avoiding it because the whole point is to continue strengthening those muscles but not completely change the exercise. So three quarters, let's say that's still too painful. Drop it down to half depth. And if that's still painful, there's other things we can do. You can do a wall squat or you can do an assisted squat, grabbing the TRX or one of the poles in the gym and putting some weight through that and then sitting back because you're still going to be activating those muscles, just not through that painful um, point. The whole point of PT and you know the rehab is to get you using those muscles correctly, not pushing through the pain. Yeah, and that's something that I, that's one of the reasons I love working with you is because we can, you know, you have that mindset and it, and it keeps people motivated because sometimes, you know, that injury and they say, don't, don't do anything, just do this. And, you, you know, um, you know, obviously I love modifying. I love providing options for people um, because I want you to still come. I want you to still stay active. Um, and I would, I don't want you to lose all the progress that you made. Um, but there's like, there's ways to still move. Yep. And sometimes it might mean going away from it if it's really serious and yep. we can do other things. Like you still have arms, you still have a core. Yeah. Um, you know, those there's things that we can still do. And um, it's super important, especially I think even with running. Um, have you ever seen somebody get injured in the middle of their training program but still be able to run their race because if they did it the right way? Or is that typically something that if you don't take care of it, you know, if you're not doing it properly right away. Yeah, yeah. So we just had the big grandma's marathon last weekend and um, had quite a few people running that one. And there's always going to be, you know, some things that pop up along the way. And it really depends on how severe, you know, is it a, is it a calf strain? Um, is it, you know, patellofemoral pain? Um, there's always, you know, little quick fixes that we can do in the, the PT world, mm. you know, through dry needling, joint mobilizations, taping, soft tissue mobilization, um, gait modifications, things like that. There's always these quick fixes that we can do to get people moving, but ultimately it's, you know, doing your mobility and strength exercises that are going to make those okay. long-term changes. Yeah. So yeah, we'll, we'll see, see people all the time like, yeah, we can patch you up for the race, but you know, long-term, how do we avoid this from, from happening before? Yeah. Or happening again. Yeah. And I guess, so as we get closer, you know, towards, let's say you're getting, you know, a month out, you know, how does your, 
what would you recommend? How do you tra- change a cross training schedule? Do you limit? Do you start minimizing the cross training, increasing running, or do you? Is it vice versa? Um, tor- you mean like in the taper? Like yeah, let's start month? last month, and then we kind of worked in maybe two weeks, and then okay. a week out. You know, what is your kind of your opinion on that? Like, what do you kind of recommend? Yeah. And what so do you do? I tend to go the route, um, and for you guys that don't know, a taper is usually like a significant reduction in uh, training volume to make sure that you're rested and, and ready to go for race day. Um, so a month out I'll actually is usually the peak side of things for most of my people. Like they'll be doing some of their highest volume, highest intensity, um, and still be doing some of the, the strength training. Three weeks is Good usually um, still about the same. And then two weeks out is usually when we um, start dropping it. So I'll still have them doing the strengthening routine, but the running volume will drop. Um, and then about 10 days is where I really start the taper, um, dropping yeah, the training volume, but also throwing in some more rest days. Um, but usually what you do with the taper is drop the running volume, but also increase the the intensity of the runs just a little mm-hmm. bit to keep the legs feeling fresh. Because yeah. one of the problems that I see is people that taper too far out is they go into race day then feeling like their legs are heavy because they really haven't done too much for the last three weeks. So that's why I'm a huge fan of like the 10-day taper. So your okay. legs are feeling fresh, but not too heavy. Um, and then strength training, I usually have people continue that all the way up until... Um, the week before the race. Sometimes, you know, even if the race is on a Saturday, I'll still have them do some sort of strength training on Monday because yeah. you just don't want them to feel, you know, like their legs are completely flat because, you know, the strength training is meant to get those muscles activated and moving. Yes. And the day before, though, no go. Yeah. I see people sometimes just go a little too hard and then they're sore for race day, which yeah. is not the point. But yeah, you know, if you're doing it Monday, Tuesday before a big race, totally fine. Yeah. And that's kind of something that I try to actually do with my programming is like, you know, try to give you about four days before race um, where maybe you do, you know, whatever. I know some programs say run uh, a short run on like two days before um, something small, but I try to stop it at that, you know, about four days out. But again, the volume that of reps that we're doing in that as we're getting closer is going to decrease as we go and so and we kind of work from hypertrophy into more of like a strength into towards the end it's more power based so things that you're not doing so high of reps that because the lower the heavier weight actually isn't what makes you sore you know it's the volume of reps um, that makes you sore and so you should still be you know able to continue you know running and be able to perform um, because those muscles are actually like you said being activated more so than they're being uh, depleted exactly um, and I guess you know when it comes to injuries um, with running I guess what are the most common ones that you see with running and, and what I guess signs what does that tell you and then what are they what are your recommendations to kind of start yeah yeah you know getting out of it as soon as possible so kind of like i said before most injuries are um, due to overuse chronic Um, they were doing too much too soon or they just have some sort of mobility strength deficits that um, you know force their body to compensate and you basically just reach that breaking point now one of the issues that i see with you know the hardcore runners and some burn boot camp ladies is they put those injuries off for so long that then a whole bunch of other things pop up. What was originally an ankle issue somehow turned into a plantar fascia, knee, hip issue. And it's like, well, you know, all of this whole chain hurts. 
what was the source of it? Because, you know, you can address all the symptoms, you can address the knee pain, plantar fascia, hip, but it's like, well, was there this underlying ankle issue that started it all? Yep. So getting to the root cause of it is obviously key, but um, I see a little bit, you know, obviously all pretty much lower extremity stuff with runners, your, you know, um, hip flexor strains, patellofemoral pain, um, some ankle sprains are more of your acute issues, especially now that people are getting out on the trails and running a little bit more. Um, plantar fascia is uh, a big one. Um, you know, a little bit of everything, but biggest thing is the the training air. Like, you know, if you start to feel it, come on, take a look at what you've been doing over the last couple of weeks. Have you been, you know, upping your volume too much? Have you been, you know, neglecting the strength and the mobility exercises? Because um, those are usually the indicators like, okay, you know, you're starting to push that breaking point because your body is capable of amazing things. If you give it the right tools, it can do some incredible things. It's just making sure that you're adding those things and um, adding the strength and the, the training in slowly, but also keeping up with the strength and mobility because, yeah. I mean, it is able to withstand crazy, crazy things, but you just have to give it the tools to, to do it. Yeah. No, and that's, I think that's the key is, and we kind of, it's almost like we're saying the same thing over and over, but it, it, it kind of is just a refresher to you guys. Like this is all relates back to, you know, listening to your body, you know, changing things up, not, not letting your body get into that routine and to, or an injury get to a certain point yeah. where you are then compensating because that's always going to cause exactly. more issues. And really that goes beyond running that goes into, I mean, just about everything, yeah. but specifically if you're a runner, like. You, it's so important. It's, there's a lot of value in that and helping you stay at peak, you know, shape and, and limiting those injuries. And yeah. um, so that way you're able to attend race day. Sure. And yeah, I mean, a lot of these, you know, issues start, start as running, but if neglected long enough, you know, even some burn boot camp stuff, if neglected long enough, it then yes. starts to affect your daily living things, having problems washing your hair, having problems walking down the sidewalk, going up and down stairs, you know, and that's that's where it really becomes a problem. It's like not only is it just affecting your fitness, but it's affecting your your lifestyle, your daily living things. Yeah, yeah. No, and I, that's that's why, guys. If I say go see Jake, or <laughs> if you're not gonna see Jake, go see somebody. Like, don't wait. Um, it's you're gonna end up spending more money later if you wait too long, um, because you're probably gonna have to be seen a lot more. And uh, Jake's one of those kind of guys that, and, and you work with Mike too at, at your location where they want to get you there and they want to help you get better faster. They don't, you know, that's the, you know, one of the things I heard you say a while ago um, is you're waiting too long. You're, it's, you're going to end up making it harder on yourself in multiple ways yep. um, the longer you wait. Yep. So, you know, hit that problem as soon as possible. Little fun fact about the, the PT profession because we don't get uh, as much publicity as we should. Um, so it's actually um, a profession where you don't need a doctor's order. Uh, PTs are, have uh, doctor degrees, three years of grad school, and we're trained to address all of your musculoskeletal issues. Um, so you don't need a referral to come and see us. Um, you can just schedule an appointment. 
you know, take a look head to toe. What is a solution? If it's something that we can't help you with, we refer out. Yeah. You know, that's when you would need, you know, maybe some imaging or, or something like that. But for most your most of your musculoskeletal issues, you know, seeing a physical therapist first is the is the right um, right solution. Yeah. No, and that's what um, I, you know. Take that and, and use that, guys, because um, it's going to help you guys stay on track. And and trust me, injuries suck. And the longer you wait. Don't ignore it because it's just gonna get worse. It's not gonna get better on its own magically. Yep. And our goal, obviously, you know, working with Jeff is to keep you guys moving. You know, we don't want to say, oh, don't run, don't go to burn boot camp. Like, how can we work together to make sure you're still doing those things that you like doing? Um, you know, I always say that PTs like. Our job is to give you the tools to treat yourself. There's, you know, some things that we do in the clinic, like I said before, the dry needling and joint mobilizations, um, soft tissue work, all that stuff, just basically to get the healing process started. But ultimately, it's, you know, some of these stretches and more isolated mobility, strengthening exercises that, that keep you there. So yeah. Do your exercises, yes. please. <laughs> if he gives them to you, do them. Yeah, it's like a prescription. You should be taking your, exactly. your prescription if it's given to you. So, uh, well, thank you so much, Jake, for, for spending some time with me this week. And uh, we'll be definitely having you on in the future because we got lots of things we can talk about in depth. But today, hopefully, whether you're a novice runner or you're somebody who is training for something bigger, you know, marathon, half marathon, again, triathlons, whatever it is, um, you know, hopefully you get some things out of this to help you be a better runner um, and be able to perform better and be a better cross trainer and all that um, that goes into being the best that you can. So, um, Jake, where uh, I guess if people want to see you, where can they find you? How do they schedule stuff with yep. you? Um, so I work out of the old running store, Grand Bluff Running, uh, 509 Main Street, right next to uh, Monet Floral. I'm there uh, Monday, no, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, and then I'm up at the Wellness Center location off of Highway 16 on Mondays and Thursdays. Uh, our website is mydynamicphysio.com. You can give the office lady a call to get on uh, our schedule, but um, there's five there or six therapists. Um, we all have our you know different niches. I see a little bit more of the the running and um, kind of burn boot camp fitness gym population we have a women's health specialist shoulder expert back expert you name it but our goal is just to, to keep you guys moving awesome and do you have a do you have a phone number did jerry give that uh yes 608-351-3059 and if it's yeah something like, something that. like that yeah so <laughs> and i'll post it in the description guys so if you uh want to reach out to them uh highly recommend jake he again uh is been very very helpful with over the last few years with keeping uh, our ladies at burn boot camp up and, and running and going and, and continuing to stay on track and so if you are maybe not a burn boot camper or you are um, and you got a little something going on it is worth going to see jake or uh, anybody at dynamic physiotherapy um, for that so did you get it I was wrong. 608-351-3049. There you go. See how much I call myself. That's right. So, guys, <laughs> if you need to, give them a call. Um, and if you guys have any questions, reach out to me. Uh, you can direct message me on Instagram at Jeff Winkers. Uh, and if there's anything that you have specifically for Jake, uh, you can, me again, message me. I will translate the message over or transfer the message. And then I know, Jake, you have an Instagram as well. Or, yep. Um, yep. So, Instagram, Facebook. Yes. You so you guys can uh, reach out um, to him as well with any questions. I, and we'll get back to you as soon as possible, of course. We're, we are busy people, but uh, we want to help you. So um, other than that, guys, uh, give Jake a shout out. Thank you guys so much for, uh, for tuning in to this week's uh, edition of Nurse Flourishing 
action grind and runners out there go out and attack it and again work with us work with your trainer work with your pt so that way we can help you be the best runner you guys can so have a good one guys and we will see you next week bye thank you so much for listening to the latest episode of nourish flourish and grind I hope you enjoyed it. If you haven't yet, make sure you hit the subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts and make sure I would love it if you guys rated and reviewed it, whether it's good, bad, or negative. I want to know so I can help you all better in nourishing, flourishing, and grinding towards a better you. Thanks, guys.